Lovejoy Actually. <laughs> All right, welcome to Lovejoy Actually. We are well into, we're in like the depths of, of I'm going to say season. I've got all Amer- oh, I work American. with Americans. I work with Americans. That's why I've started to say things like schedule and uh, season. sneakers. I'm saying sneakers instead of trainers. Pumps. <laughs> pumps. I know it was always no, pump. pumps. Where are your plimsolls? Pumps. pumps, pumps are yeah. No, we said pumps. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're talking, but they I are plimsolls. They're not trainers. Yeah. But either way, certainly not sneakers. Yeah. Anyway. What are sneakers? So we're in series three. We're in the depths. The depths, if you like. We're in the it. middle, really, aren't we? I think we're beyond the middle now, aren't we? Because there's 13 episodes. Yeah, and this is number seven. So yeah, we're kind of so beyond... A, we're officially a, beyond the middle. This is mm. a truly full series then, isn't mm. it? Because the previous series haven't been as And actually, as slightly more American. It's very unusual. British series often will have six or seven episodes in. Yeah. These were bizarre. They were in between. American American seasons have like 24 episodes. Because mm. I've, I've been watching West Wing obsessively again. So it's, it's a strange bird outside my window. It's an owl. Anyway, yeah. So hello, welcome, welcome to series three episode. Oh, hello, I'm Helen. I'm Emma. And I, you, I'm Emma. D- I never say that. This is Emma, everybody. Yeah, she's Hi. Uh, this is Emma, and I am Polly. Um, the Let's re- all go by our full names today. I'm he- Helen the Handbasket. <laughs> um, I'm Emmity Flemity. That's how I style myself, Emmity Flemity. I am. Mine. Pollyanna, the ultimate optimist. Oh, I went to pick up a phone today that I'd ordered. My name's Em. Everyone calls me Em. And I think this is why I said Emma. Because I, first of all, I had to have photo ID. Well, I can't drive. Uh, so they sent me home to get my passport. So I brought my passport. And because my name with the phone company that I've been with for over a decade, my name on like the online, whatever it is, account is M Fleming. Um, they wouldn't give me my phone because it had been ordered by someone called M. And M could be Emily or Emmeline or M. And I was like, but it literally, you emailed me and I paid for it with my credit card and it's my passport and I'm coming to pick up on the idea was here and they won't give it to me. So I had to cancel the order and buy one in the shop, which sounds like a scam. It just sounds weird. It's like a lot of effort for them. It was really odd and very, very very annoying. annoying. So anyway, so full names are stupid. Yeah. Obviously I'm called Helen and you can't really shorten it. Hell. Uh, oh, I didn't hell. really think of that. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> and like hells is just a bit uh, helly. Oh, I don't like M's. When people call me M's, I'm like, exactly. did I give you permission to call me? That's not my name. No, M's. no. So I'm, I'm happy with Helen. I did that, yeah. And actually, interestingly, that's why my mum called me Helen, because you can't shorten it, she says. Oh, there you go. Well, I was called Polly because I was named after a boat. Well, that's you yeah. oh my god i was gonna say what boat but called polly sorry boat called the polly ann and i was called polly ann Aww. which is marginally better than the name i'd had previously which was kelly marie because i am uh, i must always have strange sort of it's got lly at the end two part name, them, isn't, know, it? isn't it just mm. i was almost called kathleen so it's all oh no there. that's yeah so we are discussing today. So this is love, yeah, welcome to Lovejoy. Actually, in case you don't know, the podcast about Lovejoy, the um, uh, British comedy drama. From yeah, the 1990s. not 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 the vicar from the Simpsons. Vicar from the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, or the guy on Sunday brunch. Um, anyway, so we're discussing series three, episode seven of Lovejoy, Scotch on the Rocks. Oh, I haven't looked up a terrible summary. Let me see if I can find one that doesn't spoil everything. While we're looking, we, we did have some comments on Twitter about this, some excitement about whether we'd recorded this yet, mainly about uh, Vicky and how she'd oh, suddenly yes. got older. And it annoyed me. Significantly the, older. But the continuity of it... Maybe, I mean, I don't think she's meant to be enormously older, but she's clearly post-university, and I get the feeling she would have gone to university in the 90s from well, school I don't know how she, she would have learned to do the thing that she's no, doing in exactly, the episode without but having no some sort of formal training. Formal... It might not have been at university, but, but she obviously has had the implication a formal education to do it. five years have yeah. gone by, and, and to be honest, the annoyance of that, the lack of continuity, meant that I couldn't really concentrate on a lot of the... I mean... I just found it slightly annoying, and so did many of the uh, Lovejoy Twitter. Oh, I just googled Scotch on the Rocks, you know, um, just assuming that Lovejoy would be the first thing to come up. <laughs> As I just got a picture of a drink. Yes. We're but not that... drinking Scotch on the Rocks. Uh, no, we should have been. Oh, really, we've got cans of various things. Ding! We're drinking stuff in a can. So, so the description of for Scotch on the Rocks, the one word summary, the one sentence summary, I should say, is. A Scottish sword holds the key to French treasure. Oh, 
which is true. Which is true. I mean, it is true, but again, it's got nothing to do with pretty much the whole episode. In this episode, there pretty much is one plot. Yes. There is. I think that's to make up for the last episode where we had two parallel plots and frankly they were quite confusing. Oh, I found them confusing. So there is this one plot and this was aired, if anyone's interested, on the 23rd of February 1992. Oh my God, that means I was actually... So actually, uh, arguably a couple of years are meant to have gone by since... Oh no, not a couple of years. No, because she was at school. Vicky was at school, and she was wasn't she doing in... her A levels. Was she though? I she could have been doing her A levels, seemed... but I think she was like sixteen. Yeah, and now and she, she looks about twenty-one at least. Hasn't well, she, she must be at least twenty-one because she talks about they're implying she's almost like doing an internship, or she's doing unpaid work, and then she's saying she's got some paid work and yeah. a flat that's blatantly in Kensington or something oh somewhere like that. I remember that Lovejoy bought that with his three hundred grand. I know. That he got no, from I know when he came back from. Yeah, this is true. When he came back from Spain, discovering he could paint again and I suppose the frustration about it is the the characterisation of everybody in Lovejoy has been even though we've had different writers and different directors it's been very um, stable and we've seen Eric growing as a businessman yeah. and doing his own thing and we've seen kind of Lovejoy's vulnerability it being more exposed and we've seen Jane's marriage changing but, but Vicky yeah. is just suddenly I'm raising my hand though to make a point is that actually the, I agree that characterisation is consistent however time passing is never is been never, quite no. like when, never when, clear when Love Talk goes to Spain for six months oh, and then the comes point. back and like Tinker's become a monk Eric's become a security <laughs> guard <laughs> yeah you're right I mean it's like mm, I think that would have taken a bit more that he's he's like nearly yeah, the line twice yeah they're not really quite good at the, the, uh, the sort of passage of time, of time so, are they really yeah. and I'm also I mean I don't know why I'm worried about her ageing because she changed her name and entire identity <laughs> between the first two series so why I'm finding that confusing I don't know but anyway but we don't open it because we open in a bucolic English uh, Eric on his typewriter. Oh my god, it's so Tink it's... polishing a table. Everyone's Love Joy relaxing shorts. in short shorts. Very short shorts. Very short shorts. I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to hot flush at that moment. Um, and Eric basically trying to type up, I guess, like, you know, like catalogue notes for auctions and stuff, or, yeah. or what they're trying to sell, all the stuff. So he's like, but he's like reading something and he's like, oh, how do you spell like satin as in satin wood? It's like, how but do you think you spell it? You're reading it, so just spell it like that. It was I was very confused. Although maybe you know I can see that, but it should have two T's in it, doesn't it? Only has one. Should it be Satan? Should be Satan. Maybe it's been pronounced Satan, and then people were like, "Oh, this is getting confusing." But then well, then isn't he... it Satan? Because it is from that's uh, from Satin, French, isn't it? That's from French, you see. Oui, français. And then, but then there's another word that's more complicated that he spells perfectly well, and I've, I didn't write it. Uh, so they're having this lovely sort of time, and you know, it's all very happy. And then they were like, "Oh, we've got to take some stuff to Vicky's flat." Basically, we it's kind of impl- implied at this stage. Obviously, we learned that it's the case that they're like storing stuff in Vicky's flat, yeah. and I didn't get why at first, but. Basically, it's because they want to have a London base to. They're, they're ki- I, I bet, they've, I bet yeah. they've registered it somewhere, though, or they must have done because yeah. she, she seems a bit annoyed about this. It, it, it's like he's bought her the flat, but this is what she gives in return. Is look, yeah. we, we, this is I'm buying this flat for you to live in, but it's under my name. It's a gift, but look, I bought it, so I'm just I'm going to okay. use it. Yeah, it's sort of fair enough. To be fair, I mean, my, my parents have never bought me a flat. I just want to point out. No, I mean. I would be very happy if someone I would be very, particularly if, if it was that flat. I mean, that is a it's nice. It's a very nice flat. flat. I mean, it's a nice, and also it's quite, but it's also quite a small flat, as in, you know, it's not an, it's not a ridiculous, extravagant, massive house. It's like it, a nice flat. It's got very high ceilings, oh, which confused me. So I was going to say, what are you talking about? It's massive, but thinking about it, it's not actually massive. It's just got a lot of volume <laughs> to the rooms, and, and so, it's all painted white. So mm. it's so they go to Vicky's and they to drop off this stuff, and then we have this storyline like the tv news is on and we learn that there's um a supermarket being built which oh, i yes. assume is in scotland but it's not clear at this point exactly where it is and for some reason that's on the national news uh, it's the national news basically a 17th century manor house is going to be demolished to build this supermarket and people are protesting well maybe it's not in scotland but it, it, maybe no, it's just Scotland. Oh, I thought it was meant to be local, but somehow linked to this story, and I couldn't quite work it out. Maybe it's deliberately ambiguous. But actually, yeah, it, it might be on the news because there was a lot of stuff around this time oh, swampy. about. Well, I was about to say Swampy. Swampy was a bit later. It was about ninety six, ninety seven, wasn't yeah. it? Swampy and the bypass, and because he was on Have I Got News for You, the best episode I've ever seen of Have I Got News for You had Swampy and the Hamiltons on it, and it was <laughs> oh, just yeah. the most Jesus glorious Christ. piece of television like, I have ever were seen. Like, 
one f- two yeah. for the price of one. Yeah, they they were two two one, and and then at the end he got out some brown envelopes and said, "Here's your fee." I just remember that because I was only just becoming aware of politics. This mm, was only about ninety six, ninety seven. I remember thinking, "This is superb." I used to watch it always with my grandparents. That's how I like got introduced and I got news for you. Whenever we used to go and stay at theirs which was quite a lot when I was young, we would always watch it. And I think, yeah, that's how I got to, like, yeah. know about politics and find these things. And I feel like I don't need to tell either of you. <laughs> I had a massive crush on Paul Merton, which I really kind of I've still met have. Him. I've met Paul I Merton. just think he's lovely. To the point where I went to the 118 bus stop and was like, this is where he got the idea for the Stretton Policeman sketch. He was such a nice... As though I would somehow be... It's one of the reasons I live in Stretton. Did you not know that? You no. strange woman. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. know the reason I live in Collindale? I can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't actually so I met in Streatham because weirdly now Streatham is unaffordable. Streatham is cool now. I met, I met Paul Merton and he was lovely. Yeah, I mean, I just love him to bits. The end. Okay. So, so yeah, so we find out there's Manor House and then we so we're in Vicky's flat with the implausibly aged Vicky. Yeah, we're not really sure how old. So she now appears to be at least early 20s and she's you know, just pootling around her flat. She goes up to the attic, presumably to get something. That's why she's... That's why the the tap's not working, so she's going to find, like, the toolbox or something, whatever, to fix it. Which is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. She was like, off. She's a very modern that. woman, actually. And I like this about she's her. She's got a full, like, in her flat, Incredibly she's got, like, independent. a full... She's got a very modern setup. Like, she's got a PC, she's yeah. got scanners she's got like all this stuff for her job it's very high tech in a she's way she's very that I didn't independent know. and very contemporary yeah yeah and she finds this so she goes up to the attic and she finds this sword up there and brings it and brings it down and obviously it's like oh this looks interesting it's like you know, an antique sword at this point that's all we know about it really and then as you say she's got this whole like home office set up it's basically it looks like and from what she's doing as well that she's a designer like a graphic designer yeah a graphic yeah. designer but then we find out that she doesn't really have a job. So I think it's more like a sort of... Uh, she's studied it, and it's like a thing that she wants to get into, but she's not actually working in it. But she's got all the gear, all the equipment, which, which must, must have been, been super really expensive. expensive at that time. Like, even she's struck me as being quite sort of um, freelance, though. And she's yes. a bit... I mean, I've written Vicky as a yuppie, I've written down here, because she does come across as quite... Although I think of yuppies as being people who sort of got a hand... Up or a hand into there. Dad bought her a flat in Kensington or Yeah, but she hasn't got. A, she, he didn't help her get a job, and she is putting herself through that stuff. I think she is. Is she sort of caught between two worlds? Really, yeah. she's half in that world. Do you know what I've also though? Genuine, uh, generally, and it it kind of arches across this whole episode. Is you find out a lot about her relationship with. Lovejoy and her relationship with Lady Jane, and she makes a comment very early on about how her mother. Did she say her mother was a cow or something? She's not yeah. like her mother. Really doesn't like her mother. Yeah, she's really mean. <laughs> really mean about her mother, and very close to Lady Jane. And actually, again, there was some comments about this on uh, on Twitter, um, as well as the fact that she's aged ridiculously. I think it was Kim who said, "Oh, her relationship with Lady Jane is really tender." And again, that's a continuity thing. Yeah, that we liked. yeah. We've the, seen that before. The, when they were in the tent at that awful yeah. kind of school fate thing. Yeah, they are very how close. close they are and how well they got on. And actually, it's Jane that smooths things over. And it is that thing about. I'll deal with your dad. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's lovely. It's very like, natural. We, we, but it's interesting about the mum being a cow. We haven't. I mean, obviously, I know lots of young people hate their mum, but um, I don't know. We haven't really seen that much evidence. Yeah, of we've Vicky's seen mum her being like, a cow in, in one. Episode. I quite like Vicky's yeah. mum. Exactly. She, she seemed quite. So you know, I wonder. You know, and we don't really know what's gone on to maybe prompt this. You know, but then so. <laughs> Then we sort of, because we're interweaving this story of seeing Vicky in her flat with then this idea about the supermarket, and we find out that the, the company that's opening them, it's, I mean, we've got to talk about the, like, stereotyping of Scottish nationalism, which just oh, could not be done today. No, it wouldn't at all. Oh, but they weren't a popular party in the same way then, anyway, though. The Scottish... Um, Scotland was mainly Lib Dem, wasn't it? Lib Dem and a few Labour in those days. I mean, it was, yeah, exactly. It so, ramps up like through the episode. It kind of gets like worse. It's and insane. Worse and worse. But anyway, we find out. So the, the company that's building the supermarket is called TT Tartan Trans Globe, and it's like the whole sort of aesthetic of it is like tartan yes. explosion, like basically tartan. Yeah, someone's kind of vomited tartan everywhere. <laughs> so and, they're, um, they're, they're, um, it's not the opening of the supermarket; it's the opening of the 
building. Yeah, what do you call it when you do the like? Is it striking or whatever? When you it do, must be striking when you start the building because it's the bit with the tree the ceremony that's called bit. like topping off or something. Yeah, like, isn't it? So it must be that striking, Stri- that something right. like that. Anyway, like the bit you know the set where they start building a building and they kind of like ceremonially pour in the first bit of the foundations or whatever. Yes. Which as then very <laughs> this is the bit where you put oh, yourself like so in the foundations when they're pouring the concrete on. For some reason there is an umbrella. This is Oh yes, explained. of course you say about the umbrella. The brolly does not get taken off a protester and thrown in. The brolly does not belong to any of the opening committee and drops in by accident. There is no reason for the umbrella to be there. However the camera Loves the umbrella. Yeah, absolutely. Focuses in on it loads, and I was like, Haha. "Is that a, is that a deliberate?" The umbrella is going to play a massive yeah, point. In I this. think it's just the point that like they don't care. They give shit. They're not even bothered to move that umbrella. Let's just build our. But, I mean, but you wouldn't be bothered to move an umbrella, would you? I just like if you were pouring an absolute like if yeah. you were pouring tendons of concrete into something, it doesn't matter if there's an umbrella there. But if it's a television program that has a plot. Why on earth would you concentrate yeah. on that for more um, than... And we don't know. A millisecond. No reason, apparently. I'd, I'd love to speak to the writer and just yeah. be like, what did they do with your script? Yes. <laughs> something... Did, Something's missing something went there, awry. but they kept it in. <laughs> or was it a deliberate, like, sort of... De- not double, oh, but uh, a deliberate, like... To, yeah. yeah, was it deliberately um, to... If yeah, if we're going to yeah. talk about film and we're Well, gutting. this is true. You know more about this than I do. Mm. So, so, and then... We go back to Vicky, who's like, you know, found this sword and she's examining it with her. So she's got this like yes. magnifier thing. I don't know the proper name for it, but you know, that so it magnifies it oh, and yes. it comes up on the computer screen. So she she is her it. father's daughter as well, but using technology to do mm. what he does. Mm. And she, basically, she obviously thinks, oh, this sword is interesting. And then the next thing we know, we're with Lovejoy in Hanratty's auction room. Oh, we haven't been to an auction for we a while. No, we we I didn't feel like we've been to one for, uh, since Victoria, since the episode with Victoria. Yeah, as in Victoria. Maybe that's why he. Maybe that's why he's been away from them. Maybe it is, but they're an auction. I didn't because he's on commission to buy a sword. And he's and he's so he's bidding and bidding for this sword, and he has to go up a little bit beyond the price than he had hoped. Yeah, I mean, I wrote because this random woman. Yeah, because when I wrote, he's in Hamati's auction room looking at a very similar sword. So yeah. Because I, like, I was like, well, is it the same one? Because literally, one scene Vicky's looking at it in the flat, the next scene he's at the auction looking at it. So I was Meanwhile, like, I'd done almost the opposite. So I've written, who's that woman? Despite the fact I'd just seen her. I'd just seen her 20 seconds earlier. Who's that woman? Looks like Vicky. Well, this is what worries me though, because I mean, I don't know if my dad would recognise me from the back, to be fair, but if they both look at each other and they both see. Why does she seem surprised that he's there though? Because that's literally what he does. She goes, Dad! And you go, Really? Well, like, this is literally what he does. I suppose you know, it's still a bit of a coincidence that he'd be there and buying the exact thing that she's selling. She probably doesn't sell things in auctions that often. But well, yeah. The thing that I didn't understand was if your dad. She still must know he'd be there though. <laughs> if your dad's an expert in antiques and your dad bought you a flat and your dad's been storing antiques in your flat and you find an antique in your flat. Wouldn't you go and ask you your dad? <laughs> Did you leave this sword in my attic? Yeah, it's no, not something most of us get to say to our dads, is it? Did you leave? Oh, you haven't met my dad. Did you leave a sword in my attic? Whereas Vicky yeah. obviously doesn't care. Along with that muff pistol and all the other <laughs> things that are probably in her attic. I mean, what I didn't quite understand was why Vicky was also bidding on the sword, but was it just to get the price up? Yeah, I think I think so. so no, well, to... well, no, the, the one that I read said that actually Vicky was trying to she she was trying to buy it back because she didn't feel it was legitimately hers. I read a really weird summary that didn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make sense. I think it's kind but of would it, yeah, it wouldn't have gotten to the opposite. I think that's what it said though. I think it's kind of implied that she's doing it to get the price up because she's like, you know, oh, you said you said oh. never to bid once or whatever, so that she do. Yes, of course she is because I can't remember if this is the next scene or not. Because she wants to pay Lovejoy back for buying her the flat in the first yeah, place. Yeah, which we, yeah. So we, that would make sense because so she, she wants, wants to get money, the money. Yeah. And we see Gently Bentley at that auction so as Bentley, well, don't we? Where have we seen Gently Bentley before? He's definitely me. been around He's before, He's been in he? before. So Gently Bentley's like another dealer. We've seen, we've 100% seen him before. But yeah, we have. So he, he partly like bids up, but then Lovejoy gets the sword in the end. And then this man, Scottish man. Kinlock. Kinlock. Comes and offers him like two grand for it, and he hasn't bought it for that, has he? He's bought no, it for much less. He offers than that. him five grand. But he immediately, <laughs> he immediately <laughs> yeah, right. knows that there's something 
fishy about it because why would you? Why would you? And do particularly, that? and, and also, why would you just bid why in would the you, auction? Yeah, or why would well, you? Well, because he turned up late. Oh, so basically, basically Kinlock arrives at the auction, just misses the bidding, because his mm. intention was to just buy in the auction. I think, but he misses the bidding. He finds out that Lovejoy bought it for a grand. Well, I suppose so, we wouldn't have had an episode if he didn't. So then he's like, "Oh, I'll offer you five grand for it." And so Lovejoy's like, "Hmm." So he goes to see Gently Bentley and's like. This guy just offered me two grand for this sword. What do you think? You know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like snap his hand off, like do it." It's not worth that. Yeah, yeah it's not worth that. Just like take the money. So it's got this thing on it. So basically, we're looking at the sword, and we basically find out it's got something to do with Bonnie Prince Charlie. So it's got like "Souve le Cusi, Cusi, obviously it's French, which is "Remember the forty-five, remember the Caron Sank." Um, so basically, seventeen forty-five, Bonnie Prince Charlie does that. So like, we we know it's got some kind of Scottish connection. Um, this is why I realised that, like, although I did learn about the Stuarts and whatever in uh, history in school, I'd forgotten most of it. But I had enough to... <laughs> can we mainly just went to... The, we did the Tudors. We did Henry VIII and his bloody wives again and again and again at school. That's all we, we did. We definitely did the Jacobites and all of that, but I I couldn't remember enough of it. I, 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 I remembered well, enough... I don't think I even did it. I remembered enough that the story made vague sense and that was about it. Mm. But basically, it's got a Scottish connection, this sword. And so there's... When Kinlock, so when Kinlock turns up and says, oh, I'll give you 5K, it's, it's connected to my family, my Scottish family. Lovejoy's like, mm. He sort of spins a yarn. He and it, a rat. But he mm. spins the kind of yarn that Lovejoy would, would kind of go for with that thing about how much is it worth and how much does it cost. Mm. And it's worth what it's worth to the owner. So he spins this, oh, but it's in my family and this is, a, this is an heirloom. A bit like those letters. We've had all these things all the way through Lovejoy where he's, he's saying, this is why I want it. And he's kind of going after Lovejoy's goodwill yeah, and yeah. offering him a lot of money yeah. and he's, he's going for his wallet and his heart at the yeah. same time isn't he really <laughs> it's a way forward it really smells is. a rat and turns it down yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he's thinking oh I don't trust you or maybe he's thinking oh maybe I can get even more money for this sword I mean, that's you know. the poll for today yeah what maybe one, maybe it's his kind one, of di- one dipping both. like yeah. he, he, there's something about it that just smells a bit yeah. off to him so then he so then we go back to Vicky's flat and they're talking about the sword and this is where Vicky says you know look Dad, I want to pay you back for this flat. Like I want to own it properly. It doesn't feel so, like it's my flat. So whose like, side are flat. you on in this? Because they have this bizarre argument and James sort of sides with her. And, and I think I'm on Vicky's side. I'm on Vicky's side because... You see, I well, think I'm on Lovejoy's side because he has actually done it. And, and he says, I didn't always pay your school fees. I was an absent father. I wasn't always a good father, but I've done... Mm. I came into this money... And he's always without money. I came into this money, so I've basically given it to you because I recognised that I wasn't always... But then I'd be like, but if you're going to give it to me to make up for something, you need to give it to me without condition. Yeah, because basically, the reason Vicky wants... One of the reasons she wants to pay him back is partly because she feels like she doesn't own it, but partly because she doesn't want it to be his London showroom anymore. And she thinks if she owns it, she can say, no, no, don't no, it's in mine. Fact, in fact, she, she even says that, that the condition is my flat is not the London showroom anymore. It's so a I, lovely flat. So I kind of... I think I mean, it's if I had to come down on side, the other, I would come down on Vicky's side. I don't know. I can see both their points, but a bit of me did feel a bit sorry for Lovejoy because I thought, actually, he is, he is well, trying. Well, I suppose the thing is, he was doing the right thing. His heart was in the right place. Yeah. But and he they, hadn't really thought through how she would no, feel. But then they are close and she does care about it. And what I love is actually how throughout the episode... He cares. There's that lovely bit. It's much, much, much later, but it's linked to this when he's talking to the photo of her and he's sort of practicing what he's going to say to her. And yeah. actually, he doesn't just go exasperated. Oh, for goodness' sake! I bought you a freaking flat. Can you just? He 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 really understands her point of view and empathizes and tries to like. Oh, so what can I do to make this? But he yeah, so she wants to buy the flat back, but there's the conversation's had, but it's not really. You know, it's not resolved. No. Vicky's like, I've got a job now as a sales executive, not as a designer, interestingly. So I think also he worries is... about her though, because he does the whole, oh, are you being paid? Are you being properly? Mm. Yeah. He's very keen that she is given her worth and appreciated for yeah. her worth. And again, he shows himself to be, I'm not, I'm not going to say all of you as feminist, but he does. Yeah, he does want her to be successful in her own right. In her own right, and and I feel like his he gift, hasn't bought the flat to his gift was not infantilizing her. Yeah. her. His yeah, gift yeah. was to empower her. Yeah, I yeah. think. So so he's very confused. He breaks the fourth wall to share his confusion with us. He basically like nothing makes sense. Like I've bought my basically this the sword was in my flat. So this is a bit interesting because he says it's my flat. So I've bought mm. my own sword back. It's like, well, hang on, is it Vicky's flat or your flat? Yeah. And then he's like, and then Vicky wants to buy her own flat that already belongs to her. I'm really confused. And then he's like, if I carry on talking to myself like this, I'm be ready for a cosy room in a big white house. Oh, yes. 
And you're going crazy. I quite like that. He said, I'm confused. And that we all went, well, so says, are we. Do you ever have one of those days when nothing makes sense? And I've been, yes. Every day. This episode. Every, every time, time I watch Love Joy. Oh... But um, this episode, actually, the last episode made sense. And then this episode mostly makes sense apart from the end, which we'll come to. Um, what I've then written is... Parallel alert, 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 parallel alert. I've written, why is he asleep in his lounge? Well, he's settled, well he could just go to he, bed. Because he settled down with a cosy book. He side has. arms in the art of duelling. <laughs> what would your what would your cosy book be? Because I'm I'm reading. I've got obsessed with Philip Roth at the moment. I'm reading my way through Philip Roth. I'm trying to read American stuff. Well, I can't read if if it's going to be a cosy book that will make me go to sleep. I can't read fiction. So I would probably go back to um, Jeff the Talking Mongoose. It's a very good oh. book. Oh, I've mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, they mean Geff, Geff the Talking Mongoose. Well, it's spelled Geff, but he pronounced it Jeff, but he just couldn't spell. Um, I've See, also I'm reading got a book every man at the moment about fonts, which is very. Good. <laughs> I'd love a book about fonts. It's really, really good. It's called Just My Type, obviously. Oh, that's amazing. Um, And and it's the story of every font, and it's really, really good. And I've got Wingdings! Have you got to Wingdings? Uh, Is it in alphabetical order? I love a bit of Wingdings. But I've got a friend who really likes them, kind of typography and all that kind of stuff. And I did think, oh, I could give it to you. But then, so then I dug it out to give it to them, and I was like, oh no. I want it. It's really good. It's, It's well worth getting. I got it from the Folio Society. I think it was a free. Free one. Oh, I like just my type. I like that little tangent. I thought yeah, that was brilliant. Good. Anyway, so, so why have we had a peril alert? Because, and I actually wrote, we've not had peril in a while. Yeah, I wrote that as well. There was no peril really in the last episode. No. Also, I'm surprised that I didn't find this as, as peril. It's just they got torches. They're sneaking Two around. Two darkly dressed men yeah. approaching. Sneaking around. It reminded, me of, it reminded me of the whole thing with the poison darts. When your man got Ooh. poison darted. Mm. All of that. People... You know, moseying around in the garden with their torches. It was definite, definite peril. And mm. there's, but let's say it's quite a farcical bit where basically, like, w- gradually everybody converges on the kids. <laughs> yeah. Love always there about to confront the intruders with the sword, with the sword. And then in, in the meantime, Eric gets pulled over. Oh, this by was the hilarious. Oh, all of this was beautiful. And so it's a policeman that he knows from school. Oh, yeah. it was lovely. Chris. So cute. Because Dennis is obviously on holiday, yeah. so you've got Chris, the... Or even oh, the I don't think Dennis would go out on the boring. the policeman in Suffolk. Mm. And it's quite cute, because, like, Eric's like, oh, yeah, sorry, you know, my licence is at home. And Chris is like, well, I've called it in now, so I will have to see your licence just to, like, dot the I's and cross the T's and all that. So they go back, they go back, making their way back to the ranch to uh, get his license. And Eric's like, I want the siren and the lights. And Chris is like, oh, this doesn't, this have, doesn't a have a siren. This doesn't have a siren. They've given him the one without the siren. That was sweet. And then I they love go, and then, boys. And then they go past the Tink. <laughs> so lovely. Who's like, doing drunk cycling with his fetching Tink is the Tinker most drunk he has been. I know, for a and week. that is saying something. Mm. That is saying something. But actually, did anyone find this a little bit sad? When, uh, I know we're leaping out when they're chatting in a. A few minutes time. Mm. Also, where did he get a mouth organ from? By the way, he suddenly got a mouth organ. Oh, oh that husband's brilliant. always got. But he falls, he falls backwards off his chair. And I think the last time they were sitting at that table, weren't they talking about drink problems and the fact that it did fall? Oh in? yes, they might. That, sure Let's that come back the... to this in a minute because yeah. I've got stuff to say about this. I thought they were. Talk- I thought that was in Lady Jane's house. Where they it might have been Lady Jane's Jane. house, but it, they were sitting at a kitchen yeah. table yeah. having that discussion. And yeah. it just made me a little so, yeah. bit sad. But, so basically, yeah. like. T- Eric Tink is very drunk. He thinks that the policeman's like, he's like, it's a disco light. Let's carry on the party. And falls off his bike. Yeah. I love the fact now. that I think I like Eric best. Now, I now, clearly yeah. love Tink. Drunk cycling, yay or nay? I can't, I can't ride well, a bike. I used to do drunk cycling a lot. Don't do it, listeners. Don't Please do it don't home. do that but ever again. what's very good about drunk cycling is you get there really quickly. Turns out you don't get home really quickly if you have to go via UCH and wait in A and E for five hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, which is what my husband once did when he was drunk cycling. Yeah. So, so yes, uh, don't do it. I don't, don't recommend don't it do at it. all. Don't try this at home. So basically, they drunk so, so basically there's like cavalcade. So Eric and the policeman and Tink, drunk Tink, all arrive at the house at the same time. So obviously disturb the intruders. It's beautifully farcical. It's hilarious. It? The intruders run off. The policeman, Lovejoy, tries to chase after them. I've written agile Lovejoy, though, because he uh, before oh, they yeah. he's clambering over his banister. His with broken a sword. legs, obviously. Yeah, better, and he's yeah, miraculously better. Well, I think he... Is this the point where he realised they were after the sword, so he tucked it down the drain, drain pipe? Yes, that's yeah. the one. Which is very clever. Oh, he goes and up onto the roof. He goes up onto the roof. As I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, if I ever need to hide something, I could just hide it down the drain pipe. I mean, I don't know how I would get onto my own roof. 
to do that. I could. Oh, I've, I've, got, a flat, have a I've got a flat roof, so I actually could, except that I don't know a way to get onto it. But that's. Mm. I mean, we're overthinking this now. Yeah. So he's hidden it, but then he gets it back out again almost straight away because obviously once the intruders run off, it doesn't need to be hidden anymore. So basically, he reports this crime, obviously this attempted burglary, to the policeman. But he's like, well. And, and Eric's like, oh no, the, the policeman's an environmentalist. He doesn't. Like, oh yes, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to waste. Paper. Doesn't want to waste paper on recording this crime because nothing was actually stolen. I, which I just was like, good for him. Well done for thinking twenty nine years ahead. Is then, he is he there, or is he trying to get his guy not to dob him for whatever it was he got pulled over for in the first place? His it was mate. just a dodgy break. But it was it was a light. It, it kept was a going dodgy about, like, light. Kept, okay. Well, it kept going on a like, oh, you need to fix the light on the Harley. It was like mentioned oh, yeah. several times. So that's why he got pulled over. Um, but yes, yeah, so and then Lovejoy's then like, well, it must be these Scottish guys that wanted to yeah. buy my sword. At, now this, at this point... Now they're trying to steal it. Detective Sergeant whatever Lovejoy puts Eric and Tinker on the Kinlock case. Yeah, he's like, I like, love right, that. You investigate this bit and you research that bit and off you go. The Kinlocks like, of Lock Solock. And then Tink... <laughs> and then Tink... This is when Tink falls off his chair drunk. And then the next thing, when he, when Lovejoy's done his thing about investigate the Kinlocks of Lock Solock... Um, Tink starts playing the marching grenadiers on his, on the harmonica <laughs> while lying on his back with his legs yeah. in the air because and he's being fallen so straight drunk, backwards. But he can still play the tune. But can like, still play the harmonica. Can you do? Can you do that when you're drunk? Because I can play the violin when yes. you're drunk. What can you do when you're drunk? Everything. That you can still do it. Everything. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I can't do a single thing when I'm drunk. No, I just. I think that I can. I suppose that's the difference. That's the problem, though. I isn't think it? I can you play the harmonica. But Vicky, but um. Uh, Tinker can play the harmonica yeah, very well, well, as we find out. So then, so they're on the case to investigate the Scottish people. The case. And then Lovejoy, Lovejoy goes to Vicky's, and the same guys, the burglars, are at Vicky's mm. place, like watching the flats. And he's like, "Right, this is getting super dodge now." And so he asks Eric to come along. What and I pointed out was that Eric and Vicky still have quite a tender relationship. Yeah, this Remember, lovely. they have really lovely this relationships. Was so tender, or a bit of random flirting. Well, but, but it always was. And she's like, "Get your clothes." It off. always was like, because he, he looks was like he's about to do it. He was well. He he does. Well, he does. He, he does. I mean, but as in, but he he was the, the this that. slightly older chap that they had this kind of jokey, flirty thing going on already. Yeah, it's like when you have your like your well, like you have your friend's big brothers. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like a big brother, but then yeah. when you get a bit older, you're like, oh hello, hello. So, so basically, yeah. So she he gets there and she's like, take your clothes off. And basically, so Eric arrives on his bike and then Eric and Vicky swap clothes. I think it's just a a decoy to get Vicky away from the situation, isn't it? Because he's worried for Vicky's safety. So Vicky... But then he's worried for Vicky's safety, but then he lets Vicky ride Eric's Harley from London to Suffolk. Yeah, Yeah, but... I mean, she's not going to get chased by those chaps because they think she's... Vicky also accepts she, she gets, She's though. pretty tough. Like, she oh, yeah, she is tough. We, I mean, how do we know that she knows how to ride a motorbike? Is this I bet she does. Come I mean, on. Obviously she, she, does. Does. she spells her name V-I-C-K-I. Yeah, no, I do think it's indicative of her um, ability to ride a motorcycle, spelling the name with an I. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cool. So, so Vicky and Eric swap. So Vicky goes off on the bike and then Eric puts on the Vicky's pink T-shirts and uh, they wrap a broom handle in some paper to make it look like they're taking the sword out of the flat. Oh, yes. And then they go of off they do. as a decoy. Now, and they go off this is good. what is yeah. written on the back of the T-shirt? Because I didn't read it at any point. So I thought... So then they drive off. They pull into... A, a um, truck stop. Like a truck stop. And the guys who are already at the truck stop start really ripping into Eric in this kind of weird homophobic kind of... How oh, yes, oh, because he's got a t-shirt that says... Do you says, think his match your top? He's just wearing a pink t-shirt. But it does no, say it says on the back. How so many not... men, so little time, it I, says on the back. I was looking at something else. It says so <laughs> many men, so little time. Five times. I wasn't ready. Yeah, it says so it's many a long men. story. They still put a truck stop. Yeah, we find out that Eric's t-shirt has this hilarious slogan on the back. So many men, so little time. But it's funny because then when, when Eric finds out what it says... He goes to Lovejoy, finds it hilarious, obviously. Eric goes, <laughs> I mean, it is and fair. Eric so. goes, I don't know how you could let Vicky wear this, let alone me. <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> sure how she could wear it. Well, A, it's not down to him what Vicky wears, but B, if I was Vicky, I wouldn't wear that in front of me dad. So it's all a bit of... I wouldn't wear it anyway. Any, I, I mean, I wouldn't wear it anyway. I but... used to have a T-shirt that said, you can force some of the people all the time, they're called men. And I wore that in front of my dad. And also, <laughs> so, like, the nineties was a, this time was a great time for like the slogan. slogan t- I, it was I slogan still t-shirts. love. Well, as you know, because you both know me, I bloody love a slogan tab. Yeah. I used to have all. I wish I could remember what they were. I used to have loads of those like, <gasps> from New Look. You know, the sort of like scoop. Neck I had type. one that said oh, yeah, it was yeah. like a, it was like a warning sign. It was like a warning. 
turned on automatically or something really weird. That, that, was, that was the one. age of the I'm with stupid t-shirts, yeah. wasn't it? Everyone had those. But my, my cousin bought me one from Japan with the best kind of language error and it said, do not talking while I'm singing. I love it. Please I have that. You've still got that t-shirt. I do still have that t-shirt. Why do you not wear that Because it does not fit oh. me because I'm too big for it's the t-shirt. It's all right. Give it to me. I'll do make not, it into a Do not talking you. while I'm singing. Do not talking while I'm singing. While I'm singing. I love it. Oh, sorry. Anyway, carry on. So they still got the trunk store. Lovejoy knows the, the, you know, the sort of cafe owner already because obviously I guess this is a Bella. well-frequented route on the way from London oh, yes. to something. And um, she tries to, she sells in this. She's like, been in something. I she sells yeah. in this like marquetry, like box, this wooden box. It's quite nice. She's quite nice. And she's someone, she's someone famous that might be a fan. And um, listen, I, did I look it up towards the end? No, I didn't. I got annoyed. And because um, they know each other, Lovejoy conspires with her. Because basically, obviously, the, the, the burglars have followed Lovejoy and Eric from the flat back to Suffolk. And so they, they, they've also stopped at the truck stop. So Lovejoy conspires with the cafe owner to basically block the burglar's mm. car in uh, so that with trucks, with big trucks, so that uh, Lovejoy and Eric can escape. Yes. So they, so they get away. And then Vicky has also gone back to Suffolk. She's gone to Jane's on the Harley. Are they? She has such a lovely relationship with Jane. Yeah, Jane she really, really, looks really does. Her, and on yeah. this, she's still looking after, which I really like. And actually, it's like she's given in going. Jane thinks that he's been overreacting, thinks Lovejoy's overreacted, but actually, she's going to go because okay, well, I like Jane, so mm. I'll do it anyway. Well, that's how I saw it anyway. So then Lovejoy's decided to, I don't know, take matters into his own hands. He's like fed up of these, you know, people chasing him and trying to burgle him. So he goes off to Scotland, does his best Boris Karloff impression to the oh, fourth yes. wall. It was very funny. It was very fair. funny. There was a lot of... It was very funny, actually. And he's presumably he's in Scotland now, right? I was not so sure confused. in Scotland, but Lovejoy suddenly is in Scotland. He's at one of those kind of baronial yeah. castles. With that thing. wonderful um, Celtic v Rangers thing, you get bizarre football rivalry thrown in here, which I really rather liked, being from Bradford and having the whole Leeds totally Bradford thing. What? And it was, there was the guy at the gate who was shouting about Celtic and the, they said, you can't come in. And he said, oh, you must be a Rangers fan. Oh, I didn't know. A football oh. fan. He's towards the end. He's key you know, to I, the... No, I know who he is. And I knew, I just didn't get the... the I, th- I think I was just so... At this point, I was like, why is this drunk man here? Well, was, was he not at the protest? I don't think he was at the no. protest. So I just got confused. Basically, Lovejoy has but enlisted... But he's a subterfuge. Lovejoy has enlisted an angry Scot to create a diversion... <laughs> Like you do. Lovejoy wants to get into this castle. Again, can I say, is this, is this a little bit of, um, sorry to interrupt, but a little bit of national stereotyping? Yeah, an week. angry Scot. Oh, not well, just I an mean, angry Scot, but a drunk. A drunk, yeah, angry Scot. The, like, no, well, I know, Scots, I know, I know. Oh, I know. Sorry, go um, on. So, But we do have a drunken Scot distract. Oh, was he even drunk? He might have been pretending. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mm. put angry Scot, because yeah. I thought, well, he's definitely angry. So basically, he's distracting the security guard so that Lovejoy can slip into the castle. And so Lovejoy must have basically slipped this... Because he, he's kind of implied that he's homeless later on, isn't it? So this, yeah. this homeless guy, a fiver or whatever, to, um, yeah, to let him slip into the castle. And when he gets in there, there's... Um, a ceremonial dinner of some sort going on with swords. Oh, now do you know what this reminded me of? Playing the gay Gordons. Mm. You know what this reminded me of so much when they turn around and they salute the chair, the empty chair. My husband is in this bizarre society, um, which everyone should look up because it's a very, it's amazing society called the Crabtree Foundation that celebrates the works of this polymath called Joseph Crabtree. And mm. one of the things they do in this thing is they turn and they salute the portrait of this chap who was alive in like the 19th mm. century. This reminded me so much of that. And I was hysterical watching these old men. It was so rich. Thinking, oh, it? this is going to... But it, I mean, this was slightly Masonic, I think, mm. what they were doing here. The thing I'm... The, the thing that I'm referring to is basically a piss take of this sort of yeah. thing, which is why I find it so funny. So... So basically, Lovejoy's got into the castle. You can see that this ceremonial dinner being prepared for. And the weird thing about this is Lovejoy's like wandering around the castle more or less with impunity. Like mm. he just is wandering about. He's not. I don't think. He, I mean, does he know what exactly what he's looking for? I don't think he does. I think he's just trying to find out what's going on. So he's going up and downstairs, like in and out of everywhere. It's a very high risk strategy because at any point anyone could see him, and then he's and and it's knows, true. Actually, he knows that these people are potentially. Violet, they're prepared well, to armed, if only with swords. Yeah, yeah, so it's a bit funny, really. Anyway, um, so we've got anyway, so Lovejoy is being very risky, and then we go to the ceremonial dinner. We see Kinlock and some of his 
cronies, they get piped to the table, they do ceremonial things with their swords, and then they toast him who came over the water, presumably being Bonnie Prince Charlie. I would have, yes. Um, and they have an empty chair for him, as we've alluded to, and they, they kiss the chair. And Lovejoy is observing all this, isn't he? And he says, he goes, he keeps saying then repeatedly, what a load of gay Gordons. Yeah, yeah. Is that meant to be? Well, I don't know. Is it a slur? I don't know. So that was a bit weird. You wouldn't say that now. The thing that I enjoyed about this ceremonial dinner is that they then summoned the dinner with a mobile phone. <laughs> so why didn't you just ring a bell? It was you so incongruous. Maybe at the time that maybe that was because that wouldn't now be it. Now it would just be oh that's hilarious because they're doing all these old things. Then it was about the most modern technology you could possibly yeah. have. It was like in Dallas when they had those phones that you pulled the aerial up and they would sit out on deck chairs and or yeah. on you know lounges. It was just so strange. It's it, very incongruous. He like whips it, out his mobile it phone. Just felt, but probably they, much funnier in ninety two than it would be now. But they put so much. It was much, even funny now. I thought it was, was funny now. But, I just felt they put so much effort into this recreation of a very serious old-fashioned it could have happened in 1750 or it could have happened in 1850 or 1950 or now and then suddenly here's a phone what the it was very incongruous mm. and then they so they demand that their dinner gets served via mobile phone and then they start talking about the independence party I um, thought that I did loads of googling ground. at this point going what within a na- national party I mean, would they not? I know they're not meant to be mainstream. They're meant to be like, I guess, the English Defence League versus. Yeah, I think they were. The, Whatever. The, they're meant the, to be the, the way it was put across the, 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 the extreme. I mean, they're not, it's not a real party. No, no, no. Yeah. It is, oh, okay, it just to clarify, it is fictional. No, it is fictional. What I was meaning was they're meant to be the equivalent of something like that rather than. Because I was sort of Googling actually what was what were the mm. SNP doing around this time and when were they founded and all of that because it just seemed a bit almost anti-Scottish. It was almost. Painting the Scots as loons. And I know it's not, because now... No, it was. It was. It was but it's not, because they're still meant to be awful. a loony minority, so it's not really painting as loons any more than well, if you was. showed the painting, English... Well, it was painting people who would want Scottish independence as loonies. I guess so, Which yeah. are you, like, you wouldn't do now, would you? Like, no, absolutely no, And not. even then, I mean, this must have I been like... you would do it about in- English independence, and I would probably go with that, though. Yeah, but that's because the English Democrats. It's that thing that we've gone back to time and time again. The Welsh, for example. I mean, English independence isn't really a thing because who who are we getting independence from? Yeah, whereas we talk about, we've talked about before, like, who is it okay to, like, do a bit of piss off? And I've said, oh, well, the Welsh. And you two have been like, well, really? Because the English did oppress the Welsh. Yeah, they did oppress the Welsh. A thousand years ago, chaps. No, much more recently than that. Because, I mean, there are still Welsh people that would not want to be part of England. Yeah, absolutely. Because England and Wales technically is, like... But these were extreme. These were England and Scotland. These were people harking back to like the seventeenth century, though, weren't but they? I, but I think of... what I'm trying to say is, I can see a case for Welsh independence, for Scottish independence, for Yorkshire and, and Cornish independence. I can see oh, that. Oh God, not independence York. from London, because London is just a city state, and we live in it, so it feels very natural for us. So that's the thing. They, they talk about this independence party. We're gaining ground. But then they're basically talking as if they're sort of lunatics, and it's like. But that is a thing now. That's a totally accepted thing that Scottish independence like probably will happen quite soon in really interesting in light of like the current situation. Anyway, so Lovejoy is still sneaking around. He gets stuck in the basement. And then when he tries to like, crawl out of the basement, that's when he gets spotted. He looked like a ghost. Yeah. And like his little hands coming like out of the basement. I would have run away. They lock him in the loo. They imprison him in the toilet. Which I quite like. There's something a bit... Yeah. And he doesn't... And then... So there's Kinlock and then another guy who seems like the head guy of this whole ceremonial thing and um he doesn't get corrected when he calls lovejoy mr lovejoy do you notice that i noticed mm. that i put that here yeah actually. but then he just says oh i've come up here to sell you the sword i decided to sell it you now um where's that 6k you said you'd give me for it and they're like we said 5k and he's like all right then and he just sells them the sword and then goes home so what was the point of that? Why did you just knock on the front door and, and say, oh, well, it wasn't so much peril, wasn't so much fun. But then we actually finally, and again, we're approaching the end and we're starting to do that Lovejoy thing of, oh, there must be more to it than that. It's quick. Got ten minutes left. There must be more to it's it. It's not than as that. bad in this one. It's not it? quite as bad, but it's like, hang on. So, what was the mystery of this bloody sword? Why did they want this sword? Was it? And and they've led it. I thought this was quite a clever setup because they led it to believe it was some clandestine, weird, uh, secret society. It was all to do with all that bollocks mm. because it, like it's the equi- Scottish equivalent of the sword in the stone or something 
I mean, the weirdest thing about this was he sells in the sword, gets rid of it, gets his five grand, looks quite happy. Yeah. But then continues to investigate the sword. Like, he's still really interested in it. But then like, he's right to do so when he realises it does point to all this... But, but then oh, but he, it's not like, his anymore, so, so what? Why is he... It's like, oh, I'm just Well, because out. he might then find whatever it is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we find out that Lock Solok doesn't exist, basically. So this is Yeah, what I mean, it didn't sound plausible to begin Lock with, Solic. did it? This is where we get the research Lock Solok is a load of old Solocks. Detectives, oh. as they're eating spaghetti off Lovejoy's stove, it's very cute. We um, find out that Kinlock is on the board of Tartan Transglobe, who will build in the supermarket. Oh, yes. Which is owned by Charles Montrose, who is the head of the it's Independence Party. It's all of this, isn't it? But, yeah. yes. but, then they, but then this is where they get, they mock the idea of independence. They're like, oh, all these guys with their hairy sporans and woolly frocks. put all that down, because yeah. it was not that long after at all. And actually, so this is meant to be 92, but was it 99 that, that the Scottish Parliament... Yeah, uh, then actually came into being. Exactly. So they had, there must they have had been the a referendum movement. At they the had time. the referendum on it, devolution in 1997. Maybe yeah. it was this episode of Lovejoy that really yeah. radicalised yeah. the Scottish people. Lovejoy is influencing the British, the very knob of British politics. So it's all very bizarre. They're still investigating the sword, even though they don't have it anymore. And then Lovejoy decides to go and see Gently Bentley, which is the expert. And again, is it things. because Lovejoy's just got this little inkling? He's got this the divvy in him that's kind of going, there's yeah. something. There's and something he's like, why, you know, can you help me, Gently? Bentley, why do they want the sword so badly? Um, and then basically that's when we get in this... I don't know how he discovers it, but he basically finds an old record of this sword being made. I quite enjoyed this, because he turns up at Gently's, who's trying to mow his lawn, and Lovejoy's like, I'll mow your lawn. Oh, you I've written... research. I've written, there's something very pleasing about Lovejoy on a mower. And he... <laughs> it's all I've written here. But he says, I've mown lawns for Her Majesty. I mean, what does that mean? Does he? Yeah, I have mown lawns for you know Her Majesty. Why? Because, what, Lovejoy? Yeah. He was in prison. He's probably mowed the lawns in the prison. He was oh, in an open I'm an prison. Idiot, of course. He I was in an open prison. Yeah, I was like, oh, but it takes gently, Bentley, ages to go through all these old books and oh, all this shit about a sword. And he basically finds out that it was commissioned, this particular sword was commissioned by Baron Farini, who was a Sardinian. It's commissioned in France. So we've got Italian, um, Italian, French. It's like all mm, the Lovejoys yeah. converge here, don't yeah. they? Yeah, on behalf of some Jacobite in exile called George Murray, who was in exile in the Netherlands. I mean, basically it's all very confusing. But essentially... We've had the Netherlands before as well, haven't we? Yeah. But essentially that this sword, it's called the clay door. Yeah, the clay door, key to the gold. Key to the gold. So it's spelled clay door, like the Scottish. And they thought it was claymore. to make it sound Scottish. It's claymore, which is a type of sword. Mm. Um, and so it's the key to where some gold is hidden. There's a message in the sword. And basically we find out that in... So the sword was made in 1747. And in 1745, a big amount of gold, millions of pounds in today's money was yes. was basically stolen from the French treasury and vanished and then vanished they're like basically this sword probably tells us where this gold is and they figure all this out it's like well why I'm still like you know why what? did you sell it this why all sell- this all echoes beautifully there's so many episodes where things have just disappeared my favourite episode ever because I haven't mentioned it for about five or six episodes <laughs> is <laughs> about the lost colony right the one in North Carolina yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not relevant to anything. I just felt that it hadn't had a message. It had lost, while and it lost, lost it. It had lost, yeah. It said the word lost in it. Carry on, Helen. No, no. Um, <laughs> it, it's a key to millions, but they can't work out the code. So yeah. the Scottish guys can't work out the code. So they're kind of looking at this sword. And Lovejoy's like, well, I haven't got the sword. And Vicky says... Because oh, Vicky, that's right. Because Vicky had like taken all the dimensions of the sword. So basically, she's got a representation mm. of the sword on her computer. So she's looking at it. They're all trying to figure it out. Lovejoy keeps saying, "Oh, we've got to get these gay Gordons." Like he keeps Why? saying, "Gay yeah, Gordons." It was so weird. Like very odd. And then so Kinlock is also trying to basically everyone's trying to figure out this sword. And then Lovejoy looks at the marquetry box which he bought from the cafe owner earlier and it's got a compass rose on it. Oh yes. And Lovejoy's like, oh. Oh, that's the direction is the key. What's the... And he's like, oh. We missed a massive bit earlier on which is where Eric said, why are these two bits not even? Which are the quillens. Yes. And Sorry, you might be able to explain this better than me. How would you explain a quillen? Yeah, the bits that stick out the side just above the... At the hilt, yeah, the hilt, basically, the and they're not—they're not, they're not oh. even; they're different lengths. Mm. And that is the key because he uses yes. that to find so out true. what the 
um, compass directions are basically. Yeah, so basically it's like they've got like degrees west and degrees north. And then Vicky's like, oh yes, because on the top of it it says B, which must be for north. And, what? And Wait, what? Like, what the hell? Like, you know, Boris, the north wind. <laughs> Boris is the north wind? Why has nobody used that in the current uh, state of national affairs? Yeah. <laughs> Very odd, but anyway. Because he is a windbag, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, they figure out... But not northern. But she, where... did, she did classics, though, remember, because mm. Joe was asking yeah. her about it in series I'm one. I'm slightly embarrassed that I didn't know that. But no, this I is where know. it all goes super quick. So, like, with something... Again, yeah. yeah it's that... the... Oh, it's a... Compass. Oh, and also... So basically, <laughs> they, they get the coordinates... Basically, it's coordinates... And it's which is makes which is what makes me think that this is in Scotland just because. Oh of the, yes, no, I mm, yeah. yeah. Um, so the lo- basically they go to the location, they figure out the coordinates, Lovejoy and Co. They go to the location, and this is where it gets ridiculous. So they go to the location, which is the supermarket, which we've already. Oh yes, is, this is where I got. Was it tearing down a But this is great because I'd forgotten about it. So this was I thought this oh. was quite well done because it was at the very very beginning and they're not mentioned. Yeah. And then you Whereas, go, oh, the supermarket. Yeah, so but I was like, oh, the supermarket, okay, the 17th century manor house, that's where the gold is. And so I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So actually, they didn't really need the sword. They wanted the sword to be, you know, clever. But, but they, they, knew, already, they knew. already knew, which is why they're building their supermarket. And why they're, but no, yeah. no, they don't. It's just a massive coincidence. That's but the bit that I really that, confused no, I th- me. I thought that was delicious because I've written this is the ultimate just desserts that they are what what was it the phrase is hoist by your own petard. They have screwed themselves over because they're green. I mean, isn't that really they're great? No, no but it's not it's wonderful. It's the kind of coincidence that makes you believe that but coincidences tiny, are meant to be. Like a compass I, I think it's, I it's thought, so I know, it's a bit I thought it was lovely that they have basically shut on their own well. But also, well, like, sorry. Surely, how hard is it to tear up the foundation, the recently laid foundations of a not yet completed supermarket? If you know that there's millions of pounds worth of gold, you surely you would just dig it up. Unless we forget, listener, a bloody brolly went into there. A brolly, the same size as a sword and made of metal. I was convinced the whole way through that somehow the sword and the brolly would get conflated with each other and there would be like a weird thing. But the brolly meant nothing. The supermarket actually meant nothing. Nothing meant anything. It 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 was all pointless. It didn't matter that it was a supermarket, except that it mattered that their own greed had screwed over their own greed. But why could they just dig up the foundation? They hadn't even finished. It's their supermarket. And they probably could. I don't know. I just. It was just. There was something. And then the drunken. Sorry. There were probably other people who'd bought into it. There were probably. I don't know. They're potentially pretending to be drunken, but probably drunken. The homeless guy. No, he seems fairly. With one of these. Because it's gold coins, gold Louis, isn't it? Yeah, but hadn't. I thought maybe. Tinker had given that to him. It was a trick, right? Oh, Tinker in the pub. No, oh no, because he asked them no. what it was, didn't he? In the pub, he turned up in the pub and said, "What's this? Is it worth anything?" And they valued it for him and said, yes, "I think it this is. is the bit where I was so, so desperate for it not to be a massive coincidence." So the 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 guy turns up. He has a gold coin. He shows it to me. He says, "Oh, there were loads over there." heaps of them tons of them but my mates have taken some and I've taken some and if you want this one come with me and the Scottish nationalists all get in a car and pull the kind of old Scotsman in with them and off they go and that's the end but I yes. did I did get the feeling because then the gang kind of had a bit of a laugh and a giggle I felt like they'd given him the gold coin and said to him because they'd already said to him help us break into this castle I felt like they'd given him the coin and said tell them there was a massive stash of them I wasn't that. I, Maybe, I was I don't so really see what they gave that. I mean, Lovejoy seems so happy that this millions of pounds worth of gold had apparently been lost, even though surely it hadn't been lost to get silver to go. I mean, basically, it made no. It doesn't make. Any no, sense it did me. because we know that Lovejoy likes greedy, arsehole-y people getting their get desserts, which is true. Uh, that's very much a theme, and it is funny. And when somebody has, as I say, they've destroyed something. I mean, Love Lovejoy, regardless of whether it was their gold or not. They were protesters because they are destroying, for yeah, the purposes yeah. of greed, something that is old and worth something. Doesn't worth something not even just in terms of money, but in terms of culture. I mean, They've destroyed it. They deserve to be fucked over for it. Yeah, doesn't Vicky say it's a temple to mammon or something? Yeah, some something she does, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Like the supermarket. Yeah. I, think, I think Eric... Well, well, it might have been Eric, yeah. Oh, if Eric says it might have been Eric at the very beginning, I think. <laughs> but, but I think the point, the point is, w- whether it's the same gold or not... They deserve to get their comeuppance for doing what they're doing. Yeah, but, and they I mean, do. it's a really weird ending. So like they say, what about the fucking umbrella? The Why do- was there an umbrella? I, I think you're reading way too much into the umbrella. Can the umbrella be your antique of the week? 
It is my antique movie. Basically, it was a ridiculous coincidence, and then they go off with the homeless guy, and that's the end. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like watching it go, that's not the end. I mean, what? I wanted another scene to to help me understand. Anyway, so that was the end of um, Scotch on the Rocks. Well, my antique of the week is the drunk football fan. (laughs) Just because... You don't I mean, get them anymore, do you? Well, I mean, you do, but but you can't you can't Not drink, the same you can't way. drink in the stands. There was something very there was something of my childhood about the drunk, incomprehensible, strong accented mm. football mm. fan. So I'm having that. Um, well, I'm going to have the sword as my antique. I mean, somebody ought to have the sword. Really, it was, it was actually a very beautiful sword. It was a nice sword, um, as far as swords go. I mean, obviously not for the violence they represent, but as an object. <laughs> really going to have the body. I'm going to have drawing boards. Yeah, so Vicky yeah. had a drawing board and I, I learned to draw like professional drawing like actual graphic design drawing at a drawing board and you just don't do that oh, anymore. Right. You don't need to do that anymore. You know, um, yeah, yeah, you've got a computer. A porter. I mean, she had a computer. She was the start of all of that. Mm. What have you learned? Probably that I should have paid more attention in history lessons in school about Bonnie Prince Charlie. I feel like I need to know more. I would have understood it even more if I'd known about. I think I think what I've learned is if I'm going to write a screenplay for some reason, I don't know why I would do that. I will not concentrate really hard on like thirty seconds of camera time on one specific thing that will then annoy my audience for the next fifty-five well, minutes while they wait for it to recur. It's only an order third of this particular audience. <laughs> but isn't it? Is it check? Or Ibsen, it might have been ni- neither of them who said, Check off, don't show a gun, don't, yeah, yeah, don't, Chekhov. don't, yeah, don't, don't there's no point having a gun unless your audience knows what is the phrase. He basically says, like, Yeah, don't show a gun in the first act unless it's going to be used in the He's, third act. That's exactly it, yeah. And I think that had obviously seeped into my consciousness, <laughs> don't show an umbrella in the first act <laughs> unless it's, it's going to rain in the third act. <laughs> Fleming's umbrella. <laughs> Fleming's umbrella. Fleming's umbrella sounds like um, a a bit like Schrodinger's cat, doesn't it? It Fleming's sounds like umbrella. a Fleming's umbrella sounds like a sort of a concept. That's the most perfect thing. I've like Schrodinger's cat. Right. Before this episode, Fleming's, Fleming's umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's so amazing. Much. Did we do Mark's at ten? Oh, no. um, um, I think because I kind of liked it. Well, I liked aspects of it. I liked the historical element and I liked the Scottish connection. But I didn't like the really weird berating of Scottish nationalists and independence. Really odd. And the ending was just a bit like, what the hell? That's bizarre. As it often is. But I mean, even I was like, what? But I did understand it, at least, which sometimes I don't even understand it. So I think... I'm I'm feeling the half marks in the minute. I'm going to give it six and a half. Mm. I'm going to give it a solid seven again. I did like... You know what I really liked? And I'm being soppy, but I I like the relationship. The father-daughter... I like the fact that he basically says I was a rubbish father. And to me, that means... I I thought to myself, you probably weren't a rubbish father because if you can say I was a rubbish father... Then you were. You were a lot better than you thought you were because there is no such thing as a perfect father i mean like my dad i worship the ground my dad walks on i absolutely worship him he's my best friend in the whole world he was literally living away for a lot of my teenage years because Mm. he owned a pub and we lived in a different bit of the country he is still on a pedestal for me he probably thinks he was a bit rubbish when i was a teenager he wasn't so i just i found that i just i I I don't know I I love the daddy daughter thing and it comes in and even back there's a bit of a gap and you you see her a couple more times there's an episode three episodes time I think there's an episode called kids and you see her again but she comes back in series six and you see her again and she's much older and bizarrely an air hostess so obviously whatever it is she's doing now does not work out spoiler alert spoiler alert alert. Um, my marks out of ten well I didn't really have a clue what was happening I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I was trying to, like, rush it or I wasn't paying attention. But I did like Eric's stupid T-shirt and I did like his relationship with Vicky. Like, I thought that was kind of cute. It felt like it kind of moved on that step from, oh, we had to grow up together to kind of like, oh, you're kind of hot, oh, sorry, blah, blah, blah. So I'll, I'll give it a six, I think. I mean, really, for me, I just was like... I don't know, is it the Scottish thing that bothered me? Is I'm it not sure. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Weird. 
I just couldn't follow it. Was it, it anti-Scottish? Yeah. Dare I say? Mm. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Do you think it was anti-Scottish listener or? I mean, we'll see. We've got a couple of potential polls for this mm. episode, but mm. in the meantime, do talk to us. I'm sure they will. I'm sure you've all got opinions. Uh, <laughs> talk to us on uh, Twitter at Lovejoy A Pod. Pledge us a bit of money on Patreon so we can keep doing this. Mm. That'd be amazing. We still haven't got our microphone. We yeah, still... I mean, we don't we don't carry adverts at the moment. Maybe we will in series four. Who knows? But we don't. So you supporting us is really the only it way we can brilliant. keep doing yeah. this. Yeah. At the moment, we're well. We're deep we're into series three. We're self-funded. Self-funded because we love, love joy. And on that note... <laughs> well, rate, review, subscribe, wherever that, you get that, your podcast. That ties in beautifully because our next episode is called Love Knots. Oh, yes. So, and it's got a very, very exciting two-line summary, I've seen does it? somewhere. It's got Virginia well, like, McKenna in it as well. So if you get better than that, well, it does get better than that in the next episode after that. But anyway... We'll see you then. Until then, bye! bye. Let's tell the world of all our guilty If in the first act you have buried an umbrella under a load of concrete, then in the following one it should be discovered. Otherwise, don't put it there.